Amen. Well, good morning. How's everybody doing? Man, it is uh, good to be with you. I know we've got a lot of people uh, traveling and, and so on, and maybe some of you are uh, leaving right after the service or whatever it is. Uh, some of you might have family come in town. Uh, that's always a fun time. We'll be praying for you for that. Totally kidding. So, uh, man, we're just gonna we're gonna take a few minutes. We're gonna leave some time towards the end of our service. We're gonna uh, just have a candlelight service, just worship together through song. So, uh, I'm gonna keep it brief. Can I get an amen? All right. Uh, but we're gonna continue our series uh, this morning. If you have not been with us, uh, we started this a couple of weeks ago, entitled "Simple Words." Uh, amazing story. And if you got your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me uh, to Luke chapter 2. We're going to be starting in, uh, in verse 8 this morning. Uh, there was a poll done uh, several years ago from uh, different people in different churches, and they were, they were asking, you know, like, who is, your, uh, who is your most famous or who do you like most uh, about the, the Christmas story? And, uh, you know, we're not talking about Scrooge and that sort of thing, but we're talking about kind of the biblical account of that. Uh, and, and how many of you would say people thought it was Mary? Raise your hand, all right? You guys are going to play along just like the first service. Not at all, okay? Uh, how about Joseph? Anybody for Joseph? I know Joseph. How about, uh, how about Herod? Maybe you connect more with Herod in that situation, all right? Uh, how many would say the wise guys? Anybody at all? All right, well, I appreciate you guys following along. Uh, the biggest uh, people whom won that contest, or as far as that goes, were the shepherds, all right? And I think there's a lot of reasoning to the understanding of why we, uh, at least myself, connect so much uh, with shepherds and, and, and their story, because I know there's been many times in my life, and maybe, uh, maybe you're there right now, maybe you feel like um, you're kind of doing your thing, you're, you're, you're living your life, and, and many times God feels distant, maybe other people feel distant, many times you feel like you're doing it all alone, uh, maybe you feel like God is distant, you haven't heard from God in a long time, maybe, uh, maybe you feel like God has forgotten about you, and, and many times in my life I really relate uh, to the shepherds because their job was one of just of that. You see, the shepherds of that time uh, were not um, very, was not a very lustrous job. Now, in the Old Testament, we know of many different shepherds from, from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob to, to even King David, who was a shepherd boy, and that was a very much of a, a job that people wanted. But as, as Jesus came at just the right time during the first century, the, the thought of being a shepherd has really lost its luster. And really being a shepherd meant that they were actually considered unclean. Maybe you didn't know that about the shepherds of that time. They literally could not go into the church or the temple and to, and to offer sacrifices because people saw them as, as unclean. There's a book of law, which is the Jewish book of law called the Talmud. I know each of you have that probably in your, in your book list there. But this is what it says about the shepherds. It, it puts shepherds on the same level of heathens. It says, no help is to be given to heathens or shepherds. And, and so I, I share that because this is who God chose to bring the greatest message that has ever been given to mankind. God came to to people in an unexpected way to unexpected people. 
You know, and I, and I think about how God chooses and how God even works today. There's, there's many times in my life I'm, I'm amazed of how God speaks to us. I'm amazed of how God gets our attentions. I'm amazed of how God does what He does for us to understand the truth of who He is. God entrusted the greatest message ever sent from heaven to a bunch of smelly shepherds. If you've got your Bible, I want to be starting in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. The scripture will also be on the screen if you don't have a Bible with you. Uh, Again, we're just going to take just a few minutes to unpack this amazing story uh, this morning. So let's let's get started. It says, Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. Now I want to stop there just for a second because uh, Scripture doesn't tell us a lot about these shepherds. We don't really know. Uh, we don't know their names. We don't know their background. We don't know where they're from. All we know is from what God's Word says to us there in verse 8 that they were, they were living out in fields nearby and they were being attentive to the flocks in which they had been entrusted to. Now, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down, that they were paying close attention to what they were doing. They were so committed to their career that they never left their work. Some of you are like, that's my husband. He's addicted to work and he never leaves and he does it all the time. And and some of you who are in the oil field understand that. Can I get an amen? Many times you go and you will be gone for days and you're working the first cycle, the third cycle, and the second and everybody else will cycle all around. And it's an ongoing 24-7 job. And that's what the shepherds were experiencing. They would never leave their flock. They would never abandon their flock. And at nighttime, shepherds would come together. They would all bring their flocks together. And they would take turns all right, looking after them so that they could hopefully get some shut-eye. Some of you are like, it's just like having a baby, all right? You're just, you're just hoping to get sleep any time that you can. And that was a shepherd's life. But one thing about shepherds is they were committed. They were committed, and God's Word says that they were attentive to what they were doing. They were focused and committed to their current situation. It reminds me of Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, which says this, Whatever you do, whatever you do, do it with all of your heart as for working for the Lord and not for men. Anybody ever had a, a job you didn't like? You don't have to raise your hand because I don't want to be your current situation, all right? <laughs> Some of you are like, yeah, actually, my job pretty right now is I could... Anybody ever had a... Maybe, let's be honest here, maybe you've had a relationship where things weren't well. Maybe you're having a hard time communicating and, and maybe you fought all the time or, or whatever the situation is. Or maybe your kids were, were making decisions and it was putting conflict on your marriage or, or your relationship. Or maybe it was a job that you didn't like. Maybe you weren't getting what you thought you should. Or, or maybe your boss was not a very nice guy. Or whatever the situation is, have you ever been there before and you just wanted to run for the hills? Anybody been there before? Come on. I've been there before. And many times when we find ourselves in that situation, it's hard to be committed to those things, isn't it? 
It's like I'm here, but I'm not really here. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you are like, that's me this morning, all right? There's coffee right over there for you, okay? I'm here, but I'm not really here. And I love this, that these, these shepherds, they were attentive. They were, they were committed to their current situation. And then something amazing happens. Look at verse 9. It says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. They were overwhelmed of what was taking place there. I mean, just think of the situation. These are shepherds that don't don't see a lot of people. They don't run across a lot of things that they're literally out, all right, in fields. Sorry, let's say they're nearby, okay? So they could come in for a Taco Bell break or something of that sort that they needed to, okay? But they were nearby. They were out there. They were, they were by themselves. They were lonely. They were probably in despair. And then all of a sudden, an angel comes into your presence, all right? And I love their reaction. It says they were terrified. Anybody else with me? They are terrified. And last week we talked about that every single time an angel comes into the presence of someone, the response is always overwhelming. I mean, it's not one of those things like, oh, look at that, he's so cute over there. You know, what, what kind of light is it? It says, no, when they come into the presence of God, they're terrified, they're overwhelmed. Let me ask you a question this morning. I know that Christmas can be a really fun time for a lot of people. I know for others it can bring a lot of hurt and pain, maybe for a situation that you think of, or maybe there's a loss of someone, and and this Christmas is not going to be the same as it has before. And and there's that understanding there. And many times we can get so caught up in this and that, and I was talking to some before, they're like, yeah, I've I've, I've got a party as soon as I leave here, then on Monday I've got four, and then on Tuesday I've got three, then on Wednesday I can go here. And it becomes overwhelming. And it's many times it's easy to forget the message of Christmas. The message that Jesus wants to bring to you and I even this morning, that same message of hope that was brought to these smelly shepherds. And it says that they were overwhelmed. As I was studying this week, this really, um, this really challenged me in my walk with God. You ever been there before? You're like studying or maybe you're doing something for someone else and all of a sudden God like speaks to you in a mighty way and it just humbles you. I wrote this down. If we have never been overwhelmed by the presence of God, we have never been in the presence of God. Let me read that again. If we have never been overwhelmed by the presence of God, we have never been in the presence of God. You see, I think many times in our lives we, we treat the Christmas story, we treat Jesus much like we do Santa Claus. We, we, we come into the presence, no pun intended, of Santa Claus. And it brings a lot of happiness into our lives. It, it brings a, a lot of smiles and all of these things and we all love 
the chubby guy with the beard and all of these things. But the reason we do is because we know, hopefully if you've been nice and not naughty, all right, that you're getting something from him. Except for when you're naughty, you just get coal, all right? And I think many times in our lives, we treat Jesus the same way. Hope I'm wrong. What can I get from you? When, 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 I, when I come into your presence, what can you do for me? And many times we miss out on the, the overwhelming awe of just being in the presence of God Almighty. It says that these, these, these shepherds, they, they were seriously, they were in awe. And I love the response of the angel in verse 10. It says, but the angel said to them as they're terrified, all right, they're freaking out here. He says, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Hopefully you have experienced this, but for me it's so amazing how much comfort the Word of God can bring into our lives. The spoken Word of God can just have a calming effect in our lives. I mean, these, these guys were terrified, and these were, these were manly men, all right? These weren't guys that got scared very, very easily. I mean, there were robbers, and there was all of these things coming, and, and nothing frightened them. But it says they, they came into the presence, this angel came into their presence, and it says that they were terrified, and the spoken word of God says, do not be afraid, I bring you. I love that word you, it's personal. I bring you. I would have used y'all probably. I grew up in Georgia, okay? I bring all y'all. Good news. Good news. And this is the cool thing. That will cause great joy for all people. So, so in essence, as this angel is, is speaking to the shepherds, he's saying, you know what? On that year in 2018, at this church they call one, these people that are going to be sitting in these black chairs, like I came for them as well. It's going to cause great joy for them. This is the reason I'm giving you the message, and it's a life-changing message. They were attentive. They were overwhelmed. Verse 11, it says, Today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And here's the part I wish I could have been at right here. All right, Verse 13, it says, Suddenly, like, All of a sudden, like, bam, right there, all right? Suddenly, a great 
company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests. If you didn't know what's going on right here, let me, let me spell it out for you, alright? There's these shepherds, they're living out in a field nearby, there's nothing going on particularly, it's a quiet night, all of a sudden an angel appears to them, they're terrified, he says, you know what? Calm down, I bring you good news. It's going to be bring great joy to all peoples. And then all of a sudden, a party breaks. Anybody else like to party, all right? All of a sudden, the choir comes. Um, I can imagine this, the choir all of a sudden is showing around and, and they're praising to God Almighty. The hair would have been standing up on the back of my neck at that moment. Anybody else? I mean, I'd have been like, what is going on here? What is happening here? Verse 15 says, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, What in the world was that? Actually, they did not say that. That's what I would have said. (laughs) It says, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. This is a very interesting situation right here. Because these shepherds were being attentive to their jobs. They were were being committed to where God had them. And they, they were overwhelmed and shocked and surprised and all of those emotions that sometimes we get in our lives. And they're given the, the spoken truth of the Word of God. Like, this has happened. You need to go see it. Prophecy has been fulfilled. The Messiah has come. And they knew about it. They were part of that remnant that we talked about last week. There was a a group of people that were a part of this group, a bigger group of people who believed and they were waiting with expectation for the Messiah to return. And they knew it and they believed it was going to happen. But I can promise you they had probably no idea that God was going to use them the way they did. Maybe that's your story this morning. And after the angels left, it really hit me this week. The shepherds had a choice to make. They had a decision to make. The truth was shared. They were overwhelmed by the presence of God in that moment. They were calmed by the spoken word of God. They they experienced that. It was very personal and real to them them in that moment. And for for you and I, the same thing takes place. You see, they had a decision to make because they had responsibilities. Isn't growing up fun? You have all these responsibilities and then they get more and more and more. And I just wish I could be like 12 all my life. You're like, you're way past 12, you're right. But they had a decision to make. Not not only did they have to accept the message, the truth of that message, 
They had a decision of, are they going to act on it? Or are they going to stay right where they are? You see, they had all kinds of excuses that they could have bypassed this. They could have answered, man, that was a, that was a great worship service. Thank you for that, but I've got things to do. God, thank you for the message. It was good. Give me a high five, but I've got things to do. Do you see all of these sheep here? What am I going to do with them? And it happens in our lives many times, and even in my life many times. I have so many things that that need to be done, and they're good things, and I miss out on being in the presence of God. And it becomes just another story, another message, but it doesn't change us. The message of Christ, if accepted, will move us. We can't stay where we are. We can't sit still. When we come into the presence of God, we can't go back to the way it used to be. You know, I think of different people and I think of just the church and just all the things that God is doing. And, um, you know, and I think of the people who have made a decision to, to give their life to Christ and, and, they, and they say this prayer. And for a couple of weeks, it looks like their life has changed. And then, then you look back on that and... They just go back to where they were. They, 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 they just go back to, to the where they were. And, and, you, and you look at their lives and, and, and you, and you want to see the fruit of the Spirit being actively involved in their lives and, and you just don't see anything. When we come into the presence of God, our lives will be moved Our lives will be different. And when our lives are different, the people around you will know that they're different. There will be evidence of the good news that transforms our lives. And we, we can't sit still. We have to act and, and move. The church is a, a movement of God. It's not a stagnant pond of God. We don't come and sit and do nothing and not be moved. That is not the church. That is, I don't know what that is exactly. It's a gathering to come to fellowship and eat donuts and drink coffee and all of these things, but it's not a movement of God. I need this message this morning. Because when God moves in our lives, we cannot stay right where we are. We can't keep saying the same filthy words. We can't keep treating people the way that we've always treated people. 
God says, I sent Jesus to transform you, to change you, to take you out of the picture and transplant who God is. And He is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness. My question for you and I, when was the last time we've been overwhelmed by the presence of God in our lives? Like, how long has it been? I don't want this to be a negative thing because this is, this is very much challenging. When is the last time I've been just overwhelmed with God? When is the last time I, my life has been flooded with who He is rather than what I want? My list of presents that I want. What can I get out of God? They accepted and then they acted. Verse 16, it says, So they hurried off. And found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And this word hurried off is, is kind of a funny word to, to use in the description of um, shepherds. It, it, it means that they, they hastily got out of there. All right? Um, in this culture, it wasn't very proper for men to run. I'm like, I could have lived in that culture. I could have survived in that culture. It wasn't good for men to run, you know. Um, does anybody, maybe you're married to this person, like nothing, nothing happens fast. I mean, it's like, boom, boom. It's like, hurry up, all right? Like, like come on. That, that's kind of the culture and the mindset of the shepherds. Like, they didn't need to hurry. They had learned to kind of slow down, which is a good thing. But I love this. It says that they, they hurried off in haste. So they, they picked up their thobe, all right, you know, kind of like a man dress. They, they, they still wear them in many parts of the world. They picked them up, all right. They showed their ankles and even their thighs, and they took off, not caring what anybody thought, not caring that, hey, what's this guy running from or for or whatever the situation is. They had come into the presence of God. They took it on. They had the ownership of it, and they said, you know what? I'm going to act. I'm going to go. And it says there in verse 16, that they found it exactly the way that the angels said it was going to be. You see, the Bible is clear that acceptance must lead to action. I love what James 2.17 says. It says, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. These men went and saw. The irony of this whole story is unclean shepherds came to a smelly stable to see the Holy of Holies lying in a bed of hay. Hmm. And in verse 17, we're almost done. When they had seen Him, when, when they encountered Him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. I'm taking a hunch that all of these shepherds were men, all right? Here's why I think that. They came into a room where there's a newborn baby, and they're like, oh, that's great, let's get out of here, okay? Now, if it has been women, all right, they'd have been like, man, let's just sit for a while, let's just enjoy this. Can I change the diaper? Can I carry him? Or whatever the situation is, can, can we just sing some songs? Oh, come let us adore him. I think that's where it came from, was in that moment there. But these are men, all right, they had seen enough. The diaper was dirty, they're out. Totally kidding, all right, I don't know what happened there exactly. We just know that they encountered Jesus. They encountered Jesus. And it was such an encounter, it was such a life-changing encounter, they had to let people know. 
Can you imagine them telling the story as they went out? <laughs> hey, you're, you're not, you're not going to believe what happened. Like this angel and then this choir and then like there was this baby here and they're thinking like, um, just as they did the disciples in the New Testament, um, have, have you been drinking? No, it's only 10 in the morning. I hope that you've had one of those moments in your life where people just think you're crazy because you love Jesus that much. There's going to be those moments. And naturally we want to cower. But I believe God's angels are just, I believe God is just celebrating. That boy! Yes! Good job! And keep it up. I know you feel alone. My strength is sufficient for you. My power is made strong in weakness. Keep going. Keep going. You've experienced it. You know it's true. It's changed your life. Keep telling. Go, go, go. And I can just imagine this story. And we sit here this morning because those smelly shepherds who their lives were changed, they couldn't keep quiet. And then Jesus commanded us, you know what? You see this story? Go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. They acted in the last thing. Verse 18, And all who heard it thought they were crazy. No, it doesn't say that. It says, All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. I mean, this is one of those you can't just make this stuff up moments. You know what I'm talking about? And then verse 19, I love this kind of little side story here of Mary. It says, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. They acted, and then they adored. This word adoration literally means to love and to worship. A clear evidence of godly change in someone's life is always adoration. That's always the response when God moves in our lives. Verse 20. To wrap it up, it says, The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You see, in just a few days, all the madness, the craziness, the fun of Christmas, there's a time where you got to clean it all up. Anybody love that part? Like you make like 74 dishes for eight people and you eat it for like three days before it goes bad. Anybody, maybe that's just me. And then there's the cleanup. Then there's back to life. Then there's reality. You see, the same thing took place in the life of these shepherds. But let me tell you something. They might have gone back to the same place to the same job, but promise you this is their lives were never the same. 
I mean, they went back praising. I mean, can you imagine? They're probably having worship songs that every evening. All right, boys, let's get together. Let's recreate this. Let's just praise the God because we have seen with our own eyes and we know it's true because it's changed us. And we want to tell everybody about it. And they are amazed at the message. And it says they went back to where they were praising and glorifying God for what they had seen. 